serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave and david dave stevens david sterling i am tony pervenanzi connor ennis will be joining us shortly he uh, said he's gonna be a little late he'll just chime in when he gets here um it is monday uh we did not record last week we're doing of course the two-week thing uh during the off season but we do have a bunch to talk about today because we did have the contract uh final day for contract extensions or options all that stuff we have some news about the gm which probably everybody saw um so that's good uh david is uh back from his uh his trip to disneyland disney world again uh david missed last podcast because he was uh he made a stop in disney world right david yeah and uh we'll be back there on the weekend good god man you're really getting a lot of Making play out of this this pass aren't you <laughs> does this does this pass does your pass like end at the end of the year no no it's like oh, august okay. to july okay gotcha gotcha but the, so it's something we, yeah, called we, we... it's something called disney math where mm-hmm. if you buy an annual pass yeah. um once you pay for the pass with visits then all of other visits are free so yeah. we're we're at that point now where everything's free. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think I've asked you that before, but how many visits would it take to to get to that free? Um, it, it really depends on the the time of year that you go because mm. if you hit the shoulders, so like it's about September October, and I think it's April May, you can get really cheap passes. So it'd be it would take quite a bit. If you're from Florida, of course. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean it's a it's a as I'm saying this, I think we did talk about this. It's a it's hundred and ten dollars a day. So it takes about what is it? About nine visits. Not quite nine visits, eight visits to it's not bad. To pay it mm-hmm. off. I think we're on, we're probably on day nine. Actually, we might be on day nine coming up this weekend. Wow. Yeah. So we're good to go. Look at that. But then also the weekends, sorry, the weekends also are more expensive yet. So, you know, I think they're 140 a day on the weekends. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah, that uh, Disney, Disney math that, Adds up. Uh, Dave and I potentially be playing a little Iyer math on Sunday because uh, Iyer up here in Elk River, they every Vikings game it is uh, twenty dollars all you can drink beer. So oh wow, nice. I figured figured and we did have you at least confirm it's twenty. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. Yeah, I just looked today. That's twenty bucks. So that's that's should, a uh, really we, good we, deal. We might have that covered in the first quarter. You know, we'll see. How we it might. Goes, but... Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, speaking of breweries, uh, I know we uh, have t- had this on the show before. Lakes and Legends is no longer; um, they are closing after eight years in Minneapolis. I think we've had their beer on our podcast a couple times. Um, yeah, so another brewery yeah. kind of bites the dust. It's a shame, and I wonder. You know, that's a that's a that was a nice place right down uh, by Loring Park, um, mm-hmm. right in Minneapolis, and it was a, it was a spot mm-hmm. that I've hit quite a few times. It seems like, especially I always think about think about it this time of year. Although 
I think, what is it, the holidays? Well, I don't think they're doing that this year, but it was a place like over the last few years, I'd, I'd go to the holodazzle and then mm-hmm. hit that place up either before or after. So it's a shame. Yeah. Do, has anybody seen um, if they've said why they were closing? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't think I've seen it. I mean, without seeing what they said, um, I would assume that it's the rental in yeah. the place or uh the lack of customers down there now i don't know i mean we hear all about this it, whole thing of downtown minneapolis not having anybody down there to go places but then it, well, you got places like it, uh what do you call it doing gangbusters so i mean uh what's the place yeah the, uh, it, irish irish place there um yeah the local. It, not the local the uh, other oh. one the uh, no the english place the pub oh brits brits yeah, brits. yeah brits doing gangbusters oh. but you know it's, and it's yeah you know it's like, i, I kind of like wonder every... sorry dave no worries I was, I was just gonna say it seems like every time every time i've been in there they seem crowded of course to be fair i'm usually on down there on a maybe saturday afternoon saturday evening but i i don't know i'm always amazed you know, there's so many breweries. It, it's it's hard. You know, I think it's just a numbers game. Yeah, I, I think several come and go. Yeah, you know, they've been talking about how there could be another bust, and I, we've brought this up before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you you have to wonder. You know, Lakes and Legends had some good stuff, but they distributed a lot. Like they canned a lot. So I wonder if they just if they kind of outgrew themselves. Potentially. And and if you can too much, then you get you remove the incentive to visit too, which might make you not justify paying increased rent, for instance. Yeah. Um and I I have I have a beer from a brewery we'll talk about in a little bit that I went to for the first time uh in a couple actually a year and a half. I stopped in there today and it has totally changed around that brewery. And I can see now they're probably gonna have a a lot of people coming to this brewery because they've got a lot of growth uh, where I went today. But um, speaking of breweries, I, I meant to stop at uh, the new one in St. Paul. I can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, I can't guess off the top of my head. We went to the European Christmas market yesterday in St. Paul Union Depot. Um, mm-hmm. And what a shit show that was, dudes. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Really? Well, the issue is, and I don't know if, if listeners have gone to this yet. I know John, our friend Johnny has gone. But the issue is, it's at the Union Depot on the, the top level where all the buses come in. And they have very, like, a small space up there. It's not, like, you know, it's not spread out. It is compact. Um, and to get there, you either have to go upstairs from outside or you can go through the skyways like we did from the parking ramp to the Union Depot down in the Union Depot, then down and then up escalators and all this other shit um, to get there. And we went on a Sunday. It was nice weather, uh, for Minnesota at least. Uh, The Vikings weren't playing. So all factors included, it was crowded like the Minnesota State Fair on a freaking Saturday in the summertime. It was ridiculous. You could move. I mean, you could move. It was like, you know, those... You know, you're moving, but you're kind of like just moving with the crowd and you can't really yeah. stop anywhere. You know, that's all you could pretty much do is shimmy around people. And uh, you couldn't stop anywhere to like see any of the you know, stuff they were selling. 
And then, of course, the lines for all the food and the beverages were like super freaking long. So sure. we we were there for maybe an hour. I mean, we just walked around and like was not for us. Yeah. Um, but if you go on a weekday yeah, at night, I'm sure it's better, you know. I am um, just I'm just taking a look at it. There's a couple of breweries down right down by the Union Depot. One a couple that I haven't been to, um, Metro Gnome and then Gambit Brewing Company. Gambit's the one I wanted to get to because they're a newer brewery. Um, and I thought about getting there. But by the time we left there, I was so like frustrated with the crowd situation. I was just like, I just want to go home. I don't like do anything else. I just don't I don't want to deal with anybody else. I just want to get the fuck out of St. Paul. Um, yeah. And you guys know driving in St. Paul is also a challenge. And, um, you know, it's not the most, the greatest setup for a city in terms of roads. So, yeah. Yeah. And and being, I mean, you're way, you know, you're, I shouldn't say way, but you're Northwest Metro and I'm West Metro, Northwest Metro. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's with all the choices that we have on the West side in Minneapolis, it's, it's a little, it, you know, it's a little more challenging to get over to St. Paul on a regular basis. That's for sure. It is. So yeah, it was not uh, not the best, uh, but you know, it's that. Um, Dave and I we did win some money on Saturday. Well, not just us, but my family and Dave won some money and playing some pull tabs, um, which was nice. You know, ended up well, we went twenty bucks ahead, something like that. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, it was it was more it was more the the fun. I mean, what we I think we had to get three rounds deep to uh, pull a profit. We did. So we played for we quite a while. So it was just mm-hmm. it was fun playing. And then mm-hmm. to finally win a couple decent prizes at the end made it uh, all mm-hmm. worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this week is a busy week. It's just crazy. I got a Christmas party tomorrow. I got a retirement party Thursday. I got my sister in law's fortieth birthday Friday night. I got cookie making on Saturday. We got a Vikings game on Sunday. It's going to be a fucking crazy fucking week. Um, so, yeah. Anything else good going on in the land of Florida there, David? Not really? No. No? That, no. Been quiet down there. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing crazy happening. Yeah. Did you watch the DeSantis uh, Newsom debate? That I did not. At all? Interested? Yeah. I don't think many. I don't think many people watched it at all, anyways. So no, because really, who gives a shit? Because I'm not even. Both of them aren't even running for president. You know, right. really. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, I didn't even know that was going on until after the fact. So yeah. So, anyways, well, Connor's not on yet, so we should probably get to the beers here. So it makes it too long. Um, I'll go first because I just talked about uh, where I was. I went to Steel Toe Brewing today, guys, in St. Louis Park. Uh, first time been there in probably a year and a half. And my have things changed around there. Uh, last time I was there, they were doing construction on a bunch of shit all around Steel Toe. Now you can't even see Steel Toe from the main road that you're going on because they've mm-hmm. built up condos and apartments all along there. Oh. Um, and so, and their their parking lot's a little smaller. Nice thing in there is a parking ramp next door. I don't know if it's for the apartments though, exclusively or what that deal is. Um, but I could I can totally see them being busy. Uh, on the weeknights and on the weekends. Um, I got there at like 3.05 and the bar was already pretty much full. Uh, and it's a Monday nice. night. So, um, yeah. So, good for them. Hopefully they do some gangbuster stuff. I picked up their Italian-style Pilsner called Stavale, which means boot in uh, Italian. So, 
Steel Toe Pretty. Brewing, Boots. Yeah, go figure. Uh, I think Billy's this bad boy. Like only... Yeah, exactly. That's right. Billy shaped like boot. That's right. Um, I think this bad boy comes in at about. It doesn't say on the packaging, although the packaging guys does have the Italian, the Italian colors on there. So we got the oh, red nice, yeah. and the yeah, like that. Um, I think it when I looked at it today, it was like four point four percent. So it's not a very high ABV uh, drink. No. It's very, very light, very drinkable, uh, very crushable. And it tastes fantastic. A little citrus to it. Uh, so it tastes good. So if you get down at uh, Steel Toe, get uh, Stabali. I haven't seen it in stores. I know places around here have Steel Toe. Haven't seen this in stores. But if you're at the, at the brewery, pick it up. It's good stuff. Uh, David, what do you got from Land of Florida tonight? Yeah, so um, you mentioned we were at Disney last week. Well, we were actually at in St. Augustine. Um and stopped at Disney on the way back. So I figured I should probably grab some beers from St. Augustine, right? Um, so I got um, from Ancient City Brewing. Um, and if anyone doesn't know the history of St. Augustine, it's called Ancient City because it is the United States' oldest continuously inhabited city. It's been like, there's been people living there for 500 years. It's pretty crazy. Um but so this is ancient city brewings galleons golden ale um looks like a ship's wheel of course and galleon of course is a spanish (laughs) ship from long ago and that makes sense because saint augustine was founded by the spanish um so it's it's good you know it's it's 4.8 percent um 16 ibus it's very very light um it's kind of a uh, citrusy and um i would say they said that on their description it was uh, a nice balance and that's a i i agree 100 i don't think i would have thought of that without really reading it but it's you there's no hop forward there's no malt forward it's just like perfect it's very this would be very, very crushable. Very, nice. yeah. Um, it's nice, light, refreshing, um, pale. Yeah, it's very good. Crushable in the hot Florida sun, huh? That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, nice. Uh, Dave, what do you got going on tonight with your beer selection? Yeah, pretty hard transition here because I got something that's, uh, I don't know if it, it qualifies as the opposite of what David's drinking, but uh, <clears throat> it's certainly quite different. It's not as crushable, I'd say, but I've definitely got a treat tonight, literally. Um, I ended up going with a, a beer from Prize. Of course, we've been there many times. Um, one of our favorite breweries right on the river there in Minneapolis, um, but it, I got something special. Um I ended up going with their strawberry amour. And so that's, that's a, that's a limited release. It's part of their cartographer collection, um, which I hadn't tried before. So this is my first time trying something from that specific collection, limited release, but the strawberry amour is a, is a fruited smoothie sour. So, um, and what makes it kind of what, what really stuck out for me was, yeah, I mean, I like strawberry and I mean, I'll have a, a, a sour, even a smoothie sour every once in a while, but, uh, jumped out at me because this one has pistachios. So it's really kind of a mm. unique, um, nice. unique flavor, really smooth and creamy. I mean, it is of course, tart and sweet, 
And in fact, they kind of say like it's their basically their homage to the uh, French patisseries. Um, so it's literally almost like a it's smoothie sour, but you call it a pastry sour. It's got notes of obviously, like I said, strawberry and pistachio, um, like a strawberry pistachio tart because they add a little vanilla in there. And then like, I don't know, you can call it, they call it crust, but technically I think that'd be like graham cracker. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's, it's a treat. It's definitely a sipper. Um, it's not something you're going to crush, like I said, but it, uh, comes in at seven, 7.1%, which is, is Ooh. fine because like, cause you're going to be sipping it anyways. You couldn't, you couldn't slam it 35 IBUs. So yeah, sweet and tart like you expect. And, but just, I love the pistachio kind of over the top, um, smooth, creamy flavor. So it is, yeah, nice. it's literally a treat. I haven't had, I haven't had dinner yet. So it's almost like I'm drinking dessert. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, and just in time, Connor shows up. Hello. For the Everyone. beers. Connor, right I'm, away, I'm going to ask you what you're drinking tonight. Oh, my goodness. Um, I actually didn't bring a beer down. I have what been the? so... <laughs> uh, Austin gave me a hard time going down to bed tonight. That's why I'm so late. So no. I didn't even Might have well time to go out and grab a beer. End this podcast right now. I know. All it's right. such well, a failure already. Failure. That's fine. It's fine. We got enough good ones. It's fine. Um... So yeah, so great beers all around, except for Connor. We'll give him a pass on this one because his son was being a complete yeah. something. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, before we get into loon stuff, guys, I just wanted to mention that uh, congratulations are in order to the St. Olaf uh, College mm. soccer team. Right. The Oles yeah. won uh, the Division Three championship in uh, college soccer, uh, their first ever uh, and the first actual championship from a Mayak team, uh, if anybody knows what the Mayak is, that's like the smaller colleges around Minnesota, I think goes into North Dakota, South Dakota, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so congratulations to the Oles for winning the uh, championship in D3. Um, let's move on to today's news, because uh, we have talked about uh, Khaled El Ahmad coming to this team. Uh, we knew he was coming on as the... Uh, New sporting director slash everything guy, officer. chief soccer officer. Yes, that's right. Um, we thought he was going to get here till maybe like March or April, maybe May. Uh, but the team announced today that he will conclude his responsibilities at Barnsley on December fifteenth, and they expect to welcome him and his family to Minnesota soon after the holidays. So he's coming over early, guys. So that means one of two things: he was either fired or we paid out. One of those two things. Now. Before the podcast started, I did say that there would be a reason why he get fired, and that was because he had that uh it was an ineligible player for the FC Cup that FA kicked Cup, out of the yeah. FC Cup, FA Cup. FA. Um that kicked out got kicked out of that cup. So there was a little bit of heat surrounding that. However, I went to Barnsley's website today and they announced that he was he was leaving. He was stepping down. So I don't know. If they came to a mutual agreement, it hasn't been announced yet. I don't know if it'll be announced, but we're happy he's coming over early. Um, and hopefully we can get a new manager in here sooner rather than later. Um, and hopefully he can actually start helping with signing well, guys, like free agents and shit, you know? Yeah. But uh, I mean, well, well and, and you and earlier than earlier than we maybe were expecting, but it's still not early. Considering this mm -hmm. team has been without a head coach and, F, you know, you know, 
chief soccer officer will say in a, in a while general manager so i don't know it's yeah it's earlier than we were expecting but it's still you know they're gonna have plenty of work to do real quick i mean he'll be in we assume right after the new year um and preseason will be ramping up you know just a few weeks later and you know obviously training camp even in the first mm-hmm. i would assume first couple weeks of january so it's coming quick he's gonna be busy yeah, you know, um, I because I like to stir the pot. Um, it's interesting because back at the beginning of November, Barnsley made a statement on their website about Khaled um, and the fact that his contracts were set to expire and he was going to be joining Minnesota United. And they said they've been in constant communication and they're pleased with the whole process taking place amicably they wish all the best for the future that was not the tone of their most recent statement from today um it completely changed gears they said nothing about wishing him the best they really didn't say anything beyond he's leaving december 15th there's restructuring happening done so as far as i'm concerned i think there's more to it i don't necessarily mean that you know, he was fired, so to speak. But I have a feeling he forced his way out. That's how I read this. Like, that was initially everything was good and happy. You know, he's going to be there the rest of the year. And now all of a sudden, that changed. Um, so, but maybe the player thing was on purpose then. Maybe that's what he did. (laughs) Maybe he tried to sabotage himself. He shanghaied the whole deal, man. He's like, screw it. I'm not going to be here forever. I I want to go to America. Exactly right. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you guys, though. I think it's good that he's coming in early. Um, It's great. It's great. It it needs to happen sooner than later. So for whatever reason it's happening now, I, I don't really care. But I just thought it was interesting that their tones of the of their statements changed dramatically over the last 20 days, 22 days. Some of the, the Barnsley fans on, on Twitter were happy to see the guy leave. I mean, they were like, Hey, Bon Voyage, get the fuck out pretty much. So I wonder if that's because he screwed him in the uh, FA cup or if it's because well, they didn't do it. Well re- I mean, it's got to leave a really bad taste in your mouth as a fan yeah. i mean to screw i mean that is a big time competition over there obviously and for them to you know well especially for a you know clerical club. error yeah. basically yeah listing right yeah. and in a, in mm-hmm. playing an ineligible player that wasn't listed mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. it's a big deal and i i would imagine the fans of that club would be really pissed off so it doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me to see some you know not so positive comments coming from fans of the club that wouldn't surprise me one bit yeah okay so we get that and then you got to, I mean, if as long as, as as long as you brought it up, sorry, Tony, as long as you brought it up, because then you got to wonder, well, all the EC, okay, of course, after the announcements made, after they get knocked out or not knocked out, but kicked out of the FA Cup, you know, you see all these comments from, you know, fans on whatever social media you want to choose. And, you know, now can you believe some of that or is it just fans getting their frustrations out? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, mm-hmm. And go back and cherry pick all the bad things that he did. And probably he mentioned those. Probably a little bit of both. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of blame goes to the higher office guys when your team doesn't do well, and they screw up something so simple. Then it you know 
snowballs. So, yeah. um, so we move on from that news today, guys. The news from last Friday that was the last day to exercise uh, contract options, either declining and you know contracts, all that that good stuff. Um, we uh, exercised our options on Ariaga, Ariaga, Boxy, Tani, Rosales, and Valentin. Now, the big, I think the big uh, surprise to me was the Boxel uh, contract exercise. Not because I don't, I, I think he was a bad player. I just think they, the team was ready to move on from him. But unfortunately, they're not because they don't have anybody really back there to right. do anything. Well, so they're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have more comments on this once you go through the players they didn't. Well, yeah, and that's and that's we'll get to that in a second here. Uh contract office declined. Uh Debassi gets declined. That was a now, big one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a big one. I mean, that's yeah. just like yeah. That guy could start along your back line next year, right there. Definitely. Uh Eric Eric Dick. That was good. Fred Emmings, uh, they're gonna of course try to re-sign him as quickly as possible. Uh, Mender Garcia, our, one of our DPs, so that opens up a DP spot right there. Um, so that's interesting. Although I think we talked about they could pay him down or something. I, there was talk of paying him down, but I guess yeah, they don't want to go in that direction. Uh, the sniper, Jan Grigas is out. We figured that was coming. Uh, Emmanuel Ewey, he's gone. Rian Jibba is gone. And Ishmael Tajuri Shradi. Is also gone, which is interesting because I think he's a good uh, bench piece and spot starter. Yep. Uh, out of contract, Cameron Dunbar, Will Trap, and our favorite player, Brent Coleman, is out of contract. Yeah, now, you know the last of the originals. Before we yep. get into Brent Coleman, because there's going to be some talk about Brent Coleman here. Uh, the Loons are undergoing contract negotiations with uh, Tajiri Shroudy. Will Trap, Dunbar, and Fred Emmings. Yeah. So those four are getting, are getting negotiated. We should also, as long as we're running the numbers, we should all also mention they signed DJ Taylor to a what a new two-year contract. Two-year contract, two-year contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I I look at this list of declined options. And I swear to God, Adrian Heath is still with the team. <laughs> I mean, it's like he didn't like Debossi, uh, for whatever reason, unknown. Um which is weird because he was a he was a Heath signing, wasn't he? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, um Garcia, you know, we could talk about him, probably not needed. But um, you know, you see there's like a lot of youth here otherwise. Um Yeah. You, you, and you it's you know, he really didn't yeah, you re- he really didn't like Ishmael. I mean, he rarely got a, a a good good opportunity there. But it's just like the will trap makes sense, right? Because they're trying to renegotiate. Completely makes sense. The Dunbar again trying to renegotiate. You look at these things. Um, same with Emmings. Um, but the the fact that I mean, I don't know. We don't know the details of the options. Like maybe the options for Ishmael were too high yeah just really high i don't know but it's it to me it just feels like 
they threw out their entire roster. Mm-hmm. And it, you you think about the fact that whether or not they're starters or not, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you still need depth yeah. at some point, right? I mean, like Debossi, really? I mean, at the worst, he's a really solid backup. Right. Yeah. Um, Your center back, I mean, to your point, David, so you're looking at the center backs they have on the roster right now. I mean, first of all, the roster is only 21 deep essentially right now so they're 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 going to be busy they're going to have to be busy with some signings including potentially a new dp we yeah what they should have two dp slots coming into this year shouldn't they yes yeah um, but um but yeah no like i was getting at top you know you got top is of course and and boxel now and and marquez so that's three basically mm-hmm. yeah um and it's awfully thin and for me if i had to choose between Debossi and Boxel. I get that Debossi plays on the left, Box mm-hmm. plays on the right naturally. Mm-hmm. But to me, Debossi's hands down the better center back in this stage. I agree. I, I He's just... got a few more years. Uh, Michael Boxel is the older of the options, so he is getting toward the end of his career. So you have Debossi, who has a few more years left in him than Boxel does. I think you get more out of signing. Uh, yeah, and it, I think that the skill, the skill level for Debassi is higher too. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, I think Debassi is less um, mistake prone. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I just find it. I don't know. I, you know, I don't. I, I no. think we've made some mistakes. Yeah. But and no offense to Boxy either. Boxy's been great for us and i, I hope he continues has. to be well well yeah right yeah and i, I don't th- i don't think we're all we're not sitting here saying that i wish we they had declined boxel's option because we are talking yeah. about an option here i think it's it's yeah. one year it's yeah. yes boxel is clearly getting up there in age but he he certainly has some more left in the tank i i right. agree with you guys kind of just questioning some of the moves of maybe not the options they picked up questioning the moves of some of the options they didn't pick up. It's a little yeah, you surprising. Know, it, it just, and it, it, well, I, I was just, was just going to say, say you, we're in, 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 in transit, you know, since yeah. we're in transition, you know, it's an odd, yeah. you want, you, you might think they, they'd want to keep a little bit more of this core together as we transition into a new coach, a new, you know, new front office essentially, but uh, you know, not the case and they're going to be busy and they don't have much time before the season starts. So it's, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. And, and Dave, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. When you're talking about this transition, eventually we're going to have to change out the guard, right? Are you really going to now sit here and say, we have to literally rebuild the back four and that's, you know, whether it's depth or starters for the fullbacks, right? I mean, because you can't possibly be telling me DJ Taylor is going to be a starter. We cannot be having that conversation. Yeah. Um. So we need two starters at fullback. We need probably two backups at fullback. Mm-hmm. We need for sure one probably in my opinion starter at center back because i think topius is fine i think boxel is at best a backup at this point um mm-hmm. 
But so you need somebody at center back to play on the right side that can either quickly transition into a starter or is a starter. Well, hopefully that's I, where a DP player comes in. Too bad. I would hope they go all out for a DP center back, like just like we did. I don't. Ike Parra wasn't a DP, but we still spent a lot of money mm-hmm. on him, and he panned out. Yeah. So hopefully that that pans out this right. time. Mm-hmm. But of yeah, course, I agree. Have no idea. I I certainly hope so too. It, that being said, it would not surprise me one bit if if Boxel was starting the first game of the regular season. It wouldn't surprise me. Either, oh, right. No. Me neither. He'll be starting. I mean, and I I think. We, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it'll be Ethan Bristol starting on the left. Um, I think what I think we've seen um, enough from uh, Joseph Rosales, you know, especially in re- recently, really, uh, with his um, his work for uh, Honduras international um, team. So I, he's looked good there, playing um, as left uh, left back. So I think mm-hmm. you can pencil him in. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I Connor, I totally agree. That'd be my hope. You know, if they could find a, a DP caliber center back, that'd be great. But yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Um, if you have some time, guys, uh, I'll mention him once again. Listener Blake has a nice thing he, spreadsheet he puts out on his on his uh, X page, formerly Twitter page, about everybody we have, what positions we have, and who we have, who we're looking at, and stuff. So he does a really good job of that to see like where things are at right now because of all this stuff that's happening. Um, I will mention that, uh, of course, can you guys guess who everybody was excited to see leave from this team on, on the uh, social media? Adrian Col- Heath. Col- Brent Coleman. <laughs> Brent Coleman. Yes. Well, Adrian Heath is one. Brent Coleman. Yes. People were like, Oh, cheering Brent Coleman. He's leaving. Right. Yeah. And my thing is this, my thing with Brent is this. He, we all know he did some, you know, questionable things off the pitch whatever that's his whole deal but he's a serviceable backup center back that i have no issue i have no issue with coming to a match taking over maybe starting a a spot start here or there but having that backup in him was really a great was a great thing for us yeah um as much no 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 moment yeah, no moment was too big for him when he when he had to oh. come in, you know, due to injury or whatever was the case, maybe yeah. whatever. But and and you know, I'll, I'm not going to celebrate him leaving. I'll, I'll celebrate his career. Connor, he said, you know, he's one of the originals. You know, coming, you know, been with the club pre MLS. Um, he's and, the last of the originals. He's and, he, yeah, nobody yeah. else from the original team is is here. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and you know. I, I think getting, the I was thing gonna, with, last thing I was just going to say, okay. he was just getting up there in age. Sorry, David, but no, I, I I think you're right about that. He was getting up there in age, but Tony, you're you're correct. He's he's serviceable, and honestly, he wasn't as bad as people made him out to be. Yeah, usually the people who were saying he was so bad were ones that you were like, yeah, you probably have a bit of an influence bias going on here, um, and it, and that's the reality of it. Like he wasn't good. I mean, like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should be starting. And Tony, I agree with you. Maybe a spot start here and there. Yeah. But the reality was, Dave, you said it perfectly. He stepped up when he needed to. He stepped up. Mm-hmm. And I would say that he played better more than he played poor. And yeah, that's what you want from a backup. You don't you don't need anything more than that. Yeah. Could you imagine that a Brett Kalman day at Allianz Field? That's the last remaining guy from the team <laughs> oh my god his uh his number is something yeah so 
And so many people would be going off. So many people are be going off on that. It's ridiculous. I, I get it. People have their own opinions about the guy. Yeah. I look at it from a strictly soccer perspective. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just the way I work it. And 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 hats off to him for being around as long as he was and being a serviceable guy and be, always being there in that back of parole, uh, being yeah. available and not be, and also not be a guy where we brought him in and you're like, oh shit, you know, we're going to get fucked now. You know, you brought him in and you're like, yeah, this is, this is kind of a step down, but at least we're still, you know, he can still do what he needs to do. And he did, you know? Yeah. So you always need players like that. You always need players like that who can step up in in moments and, and do that type of stuff. And and yeah, so they have a lot of work to do, guys. A lot of work, and we'll get into. I'm sure we'll get into that in the next podcast here in two weeks about what you know rumors are and what's going on. But uh, it, it's it's not. I'm not very excited. For the next year, I just I'm not. I just I I don't I don't see a lot of uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not optimistic. I, I think you at this point. Yeah, I think you're right, Tony. You can't be optimistic at this point when you have no head coach and your roster is basically down to a skeleton crew. And mm-hmm. so I think you have to. I mean, a lot is a lot is going to come from when we hire a head coach. So that's going to be yeah. a big step. And whoever it is is going to either push the morale down or up to the Loon Faithful. And that's yeah. That, so that is the that is the biggest problem because here, you know, in prior years when we've had a DP spot or two of open, you know, it's this time of year the Loons have been known to make some late signings, mid January type signings. They've done that in the past, and to some su- success, obviously. Uh, not recently, but in the last few years. So normally that would be, this could be an exciting time. It could be an optimistic time, but yeah, it's, it's, we're stuck in the mud because we're, yeah, we have a CSO, but he hasn't, he's not going to start for another month basically. And we don't have a coach. So I think it just kind of dampers everything. It dampers maybe the optimism that you could have, but we'll see, maybe they'll come out gangbusters and surprise us all. I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I'm so concerned about the offseason because of we have person player personnel decisions that need to be made and we don't know who the manager is and what philosophy he's going to have. I mean, we we've mentioned it a few times now. We have two DP sauce open. We don't want this front office choosing DPs when no, <laughs> we don't know what the next manager is going to bring. You know, it, it's bad enough that they're already making contract decisions at the end of the season without a head coach or a chief right. soccer officer. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine if you know we've got Bongi, Tani, Timu, and Patrick at forward, and we bring in a manager who loves playing a false nine, like? You, you've got one, two, three, four forwards, and he may not even want to use them. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Right. I mean, that's an extreme example, but that's possible. Like, that that's could right. actually happen. So yeah. it's like, what do you do in those situations where they're making, Connor, like you said, they're they're having to make these personnel, these player chain decisions, and it, it's we could be two months before we ever know a manager. 
I mean, we're going to be drafting players potentially with no idea who yeah. the manager is. I mean, sure. what I would imagine I mean, the, the super draft is mid, like maybe second week of January, something like that. That's mm-hmm. when it usually is. Yeah. And, and I guess I don't want to I don't want to speak incorrectly. So, I mean, did did they, did MLS and I don't want to put anybody in spot, but did MLS confirm that there's going to be a fourth DP? Because obviously we got Pookie Reynoso right now. I have but not I thought, seen anything I mean, from MLS. No, I feel so like maybe I, heard a, have... I heard a rumor that there was going to be a young DP. But that's 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 a rumor that's that's unsubstantiated. So. Um, I, I did hear, but I did hear that. I can't remember where I heard it from. Yeah, I know everything I've heard has been from either athletic or, you know, reporters, basically. I don't think I've seen anything from MLS confirming. I don't think there's anything that I've seen saying yay or nay to that fourth DP spot, but, and you're right, Connor, there is like the youth DP stuff they brought in last year. Uh, which I believe we, who did we get off of that one? I think we have somebody well, off of that one. Already. You're talking about the like the U U22 initiative. I mean, that'd be your Bongi and uh, yeah, Bongi's done. Yeah, but there's a there's a yeah, but there's a DP slot in there as well. Um, it, that they opened up to try to get that spot. That's um, a, isn't the U22 initiative? Isn't that essentially what you might call a young DP? I mean, I think you can have up to three. I believe. Something like that. And I think it kind of works. It works like a DP mm-hmm. in the sense, mm-hmm. as long as they're under twenty-two, of course. But yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, they can sign up to three players under the age of twenty-two to lucrative contracts at a reduced budget charge. So yeah, it's it's essentially the DP, but it's All right. so it's essentially three DPs you that are under 22. twenty-two. Yeah, got it. Okay, reports from right, indicate the major soccer is getting ready to increase the number of designated player spots permitted on each club to four. So maybe we won't find out till January first of that. I, don't know. I could see but, them waiting until all the yeah. roster move stuff mm-hmm. is when the transfer window is yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is from November twenty fifth. So I mean, this is yeah. So I mean, if they do that with all the roster moves, January first, get an extra DP. But they've told the clubs already to start looking. I'm sure clubs have already kind of started feeling Except out for ours. Except yeah. for ours, we're just kind of <laughs> no, we're, nobody's looking. We're we're the blind guy in the corner going, Ooh, just keeps bumping into walls. Well, actually, oh. there's somebody there's somebody down in South America um, checking out this really young up and coming player named Tommy Chacon. There you go. <laughs> there you back. Go. And and, he, yeah. back and you know now now there's. There's no pressure now. Now that our what four year playoff uh, streak is over, I mean, now yeah. there's no pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually looked that up recently, David. Tommy Chacon's in Switzerland now. Is he really? He's a Swiss. Yeah. Oh, he's good job. In Swiss League. Swiss League two. Hey. You wow. Know, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good for that guy. Um, there's some good. There's some good football play coming out of Switzerland. So. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. We'll talk about it. Uh, those. These are just the first. Kind of the first salvos in the off season uh, for each club, and I'm sure we'll start seeing names trickling in. Who gets signed? Who's moving to overseas? Who's going to other clubs? All that type of shit going on. Some maybe some trades. Who knows? You know stuff like that. Um, before we get out of uh, 
soccer here, guys. One last story I want to talk about was an article that came up in The Athletic about sin bins in soccer, which is oh, kind of like yeah. a penalty penalty box in hockey. Um, but it looks like the MLS is going to look into doing this, I think, starting in 2025. Um Basically, it would. It's kind of like and you and I. We all talked about this on, on text messages a couple of days ago. It is the rule, and this has been a rule for a long time, as Connor pointed out. That if there's a foul or a weird play, only the um, captain is allowed to go talk to the ref. And what we see a lot of times, we see a lot of players kind of crowding the refs, you know, giving their two cents, yelling at each other, blah blah blah. The sin bin would then say, "Okay, if you're going to do that." We're gonna put you, make you sit out for ten minutes in a technical area, and uh, watch the game while everybody else is on the pitch. And, so, and it's more than that. I think I understand. I mean, it could be, yeah, it could be for more than that. It could be, you know, a technical yellow, foul. You know, where could be yellow cards too. They're saying yes. exactly like yeah. So like because you, you it do, it does make you you know there's sometimes where you know you hear it all the time. You know that was a that was a professional foul. That was a professional card. You know. But right, it just yeah. it makes you wonder if you, some of that will be limited, which I, you know, for the flow of the game, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But, yeah, it'll be interesting if if you you, you might be hesitant to make one of those technical fouls, I guess you call it could happen as early as 2024. I kind of doubt that. But I think in addition to MLS, I thought I heard that um, the EPL English Premier League was looking into potentially doing that as well. I did well, hear about that, yeah. and I did also hear that the coach of Tottenham Hotspur had some words to say about uh, about Sinbin, and he did not mince them at all. Uh, he says that basically it's a fucking terrible idea. He does <laughs> well, not like it whatsoever. Now, the deal is this. Now, some of the articles bring up a good point. Is like, Let's say you're on the counterattack, and your player gets fouled, going in for potentially a goal, right? And that's a yellow card. But that's all they get is a yellow card. Right. They penalize the yellow card, and that's that. Game progresses, whatever. Now you're giving them a yellow card and sending that player off to the sin bin for 10 minutes. So not only is it a yellow card, your team is now down a player for 10 minutes. Yeah, giving that's that, exactly what I was yeah. Giving that other team a chance to then, you know, recoup and maybe get that goal they missed out on on that counterattack. Which is kind of like that, the same. That's thing exactly as what I. That, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at earlier. Is but so Tony, you're saying ten minutes? Did you hear something specific about ten minutes? That seems long to me. Yeah, that's a really yeah, long right. power it play. Does... Everything I everything I read is said ten minutes. Yeah, me so. too. Mm-hmm. Everything. Well, I hope they minutes. start giving that out for dives because mm-hmm. that would be See, fantastic. And that's what I. That's what I have always wanted for people faking injuries or if they are real injuries and they're staying down Mm -hmm. on the ground, they should be, whether they're faking it or not, they should have to go off the field for like three to five minutes or so. And then um, to like, Mm. whether it's recuperating or whatever, or just to be like, hey, you faked an injury. So you're going to, so we're going to treat you like, we're going to treat it like it's a real injury and get you out here for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Make them go through protocol of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. quote unquote sideline rehab type thing. Yeah, and it's a re- and if it's a I real like injury, that, then he's coming off anyway. So yeah, yeah, I like that. So this gets really interesting, guys, when you start talking about 
well, in real life games, but also in the playoffs uh, or in tournaments because, holy shit, a, a yellow card or even like talking to the official when you're not the captain could cause you to go off for 10 minutes and it could change the, the whole side of the game. I mean, this yeah. could I'm be not sure. See, I'm not so sure I'm for it be, uh, being associated with yellow cards per se because there can be a lot of yellow cards in a hmm. game. And I think that... I think... No, I think, Connor, I don't think it's going to be on every yellow card. Okay. I think it's going to be up to the discretion of the official of what's happening in the game, which could also be a problem. Um, I think there's going to be some situations, like I talked about the counterattack or something like oh, that, God. where it's like, okay, let's, let's calm... And the other thing, too, is it's not just... It's not just giving a penalty. It's also calming down the sides a bit. You know, it's like yeah. getting them to like, hey, let's get back in this game. Let's cool our jets for a while because you know what happens, you know, especially with a bad foul. Uh, they come right back at that player who fouled the guy. You know, it becomes like yeah. a, a back and forth type of deal. I've right. seen yeah. it happen, you know. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. the down, a potential downside is it just brings a little more subjectivity into the referee position and that's Especially where if he's deciding that, when or when not to bring this out and well you know people are going to have a big time just hugely criticizing pro referees in mls games because mm-hmm. pro yeah. referees are already bad enough and yeah like can you imagine talk about influencing a game um it's the 83rd minute and you have God, let's just use our own team. It's 83rd minute. Um, we're down a goal. And the team, the opponent's applying pressure. And Ray decides to stick his toe out, trip a guy that's going through the open midfield. And he gets put in 10 minutes. And it's the 83rd minute. He's out the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's that's heavily influencing a game. Yeah. And I can see that happening a lot because those moments are generally when you get those. I, I wouldn't say they're like careless fouls. They're just kind of almost rash fouls. Like you you're you're amped up because you're trying to get a goal back or you're maybe trying to get the winning goal. And it, you you know, something breaks down in your, in your team and you do what you can. And it turns that you mistime it because it's, for God's sake, you're two people running. You mistime and all of a sudden you're out for 10 minutes. And that could change the complete complexion of the game. If it's happening, you know, I mean, even as maybe even as early as like the 77th minute, like those last 15 minutes, you get a 10 minute penalty box so to speak that's oof. but what does this do i mean think about this for a second guys you guys probably all know what we're going for here is we're going for more goals scored we're going for a more uh a more exciting game um we've well, seen we we see this hockey is the same way we see the things they try to do to make goal scoring happen more we saw baseball this last year be very 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 uh, great. I mean, they, they did a great job with the whole pitch clock, getting more people interested in games, getting games faster, 
all that type of stuff. And I think they're trying to do the same thing with soccer. I think they're trying to appease to newer fans and make it a little more exciting than it is for not us per se, but people who don't normally watch soccer. But use my analogy. Like I think late on in games, your attackers are probably the more likely ones to make some bad decisions. If, Mm -hmm. if you're the team that's down or you're the team that's, again, it's a draw, you know, it's tied and you're the team that's trying to push harder. Your attackers have a tendency to get involved more. And so you could actually make things worse by pulling their attackers off because of decisions. uh, So then all of a sudden it just falls apart. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope that's not what they're going to be doing. Let's hope it's going to be more of a egregious, you know, yellow card, things of that nature. Um, It's going to be a testing period. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Let's hope, you know, they're not going to just put this in stone there'll be a you know like you said Tony a testing period and then I but I mean the the hope is it'll clean like you touched on it'll make the game more entertaining whether that's goal score or not what I would hope uh if anything positive were to come out of this is that it just smooths the game out a little bit less stoppages you know Connor you had a great point of when you see player and David when players taking dives or faking an injury hopefully you'll see less of that the game will mm-hmm. not – you won't see the stop, start, stop, start. You'll get a smoother, more entertaining game to watch. That that well, would be the perfect scenario, I think. I'm a bit concerned with the fact that we have an Argentine attacker because I have a feeling that Ray will be the first player in MLS to get the 10-minute Sinbin. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fragapani would like to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, Fragapani. Well, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, if only we had Chase Gasper still, that would be amazing. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Gasper did it all the time. He'd be like, oh, shit. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to stand over here the rest of the game. That's fine. I'm out. And it, you no, know, I, and... If it's anything like the hockey box, you just write Chase was here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think if this gets instituted, there's no way in hell Neymar is coming to MLS because he'll he'll <laughs> never even see the pitch. He'll just be constantly in the, yep. in the box. But I think, guys, the main thing is they want to see more four three games instead of one nil games. That's what they yeah. want, and that's, that's unfortunate because well, it's, it is. It's, it's appeasing to the boring American that can't grasp the concept of soccer. Because honestly, I would take a one nil game over a four three game quite a few times because what? there's some brilliant soccer played in one nil games. This yeah. isn't coming from America. This is coming from the IFAB. You know, so this isn't like coming well, from us. It's just coming from Europe, actually. I, I think the reason MLS is thinking of instituting it is because they need dumb Americans well, to figure out the well, game. Yeah. Well, no, it's because MLS is a minor league, you know, and so. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe some valid test- point to that, too, because there's a test- bunch of dumb Americans that don't get yeah. the game. They did. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> touch test the pitch clock it, and for baseball on the minor leagues where they went to the MLB. Remember that? It, so, I mean, you know, maybe, send maybe them it, to USL first, right? Yeah. It, maybe yeah. it, maybe it makes sense. You know, I don't know if they'll do it in the EPL as well, but maybe it makes sense to do it in MLS just because Americans are, you know, familiar with the penalty box. Be, thanks to hockey. And so, you know, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not a huge leap for us maybe, or, you know, hockey fans out there. Well, so, 
I think also Americans are just used to, you know, petty penalties on players. I mean, if you think about it, think about how the NFL is and you can't barely even touch a player anymore and you get a penalty. Or you think about, you know, um, the NBA has gotten that way too, where a foul, you bit just touch them with your finger and it's a foul sometimes. I, I think that Americans are just used to, our sports are so regulated that it's it's gotten a bit like it makes sense for us to have this petty. I don't know. Think about the sponsorship opportunities for the sin bin, though. You know, and Frank and Fragapati is going over to the sin bin sponsored by Biff's Porta Potties. Yeah. Shit like that. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you could totally like have a great sponsorship. You know, I mean, that's more money for MLS, right? Is it not? Mm-hmm. You're looking for. It's yeah. true. Um, well, yeah. Opposite. I mean, opposite I'll, I'll say I'm not against the idea. I just think yeah. it, it needs could some get, tweaking. Yeah, it could get abused. Yeah, it's just the first step. The first step. Yeah. You know, nobody liked the three point line in the NBA, and look where it is now. Yeah, it's kind of boring, actually. Now, they're talking about t- putting in a four point line now, so. There you go. <laughs> Crazy. No, they're not. Are they? Yes. Well, there's there's rumors. Really? There's rumors. Mm-hmm. What, what's crazy. that? Like two two yards beyond the half court? Yeah. I, was I, think, it's, I, I think it's a, I think it's a couple more feet beyond the three point line. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they you got to do something. You know, too many people shooting three pointers. It's crazy, right? Soon we're gonna be kicking. Footballs through goalposts when yeah. it's not an extra point. True. Soon steroids are going to need to be introduced to sports. Well, way. yes. But I mean, in the like you know eighties, eighties and nineties. I mean, baseball. I mean, come on, it was fun. Come on. Yeah, and you know, people. You know, people. Athletes use steroids now, but like it's frowned upon. But you know that if things like that happen, there, it might just I mean, be a regular thing in sports. Yeah. Yeah, exactly if you're right. shooting from a four point line, or what if you what if you put a line on the soccer pitch where if you shoot it from there and you get it, it scores two goals. Right. That's, well, now there you go. That'd yeah. Be nice. Do it. Like a bonus that's, area. That's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bonus. It would like light up when you got into it. Be like, right. Oh, yeah. Coming out of the goalposts. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> God, Basically, turn it go. into a game of NBA Jam, but soccer. Dude. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Holy mm. shit, guys. Why didn't somebody make an NBA Jam soccer one? Right? Yeah. That would have been so much fun. Yeah. Holy shit. That would have been great. Mm. I don't know. He's Mario on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Connor. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's let's get out of the whole sin bin talk. Uh, let's move on. Connor, do you have any is there any soccer history today? Let's take a look. Uh, where's my mouse? There's my mouse. Um, we're going to go to December. December 4th. Okay. Uh, you know what? There's nothing really for December 4th, so I'm going to go to December 3rd. There is only one, one memory on December 3rd, and that's in 2020 when United won the Western Conference semifinals at Sporting Kansas City. Yes. Oh, that was a good day. Remember that one? Yeah. That, that one blew then, my mind in the first half alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then the next week, was we that were the all... first win for an MLS play? Was that the first win at Sporting Kansas City? Yeah. Or was there one prior to that? No, we'd we'd okay. never won at Sporting Kansas City before that. Yeah, that was a that was a huge day. Great game with three nil. You said, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I don't, then I don't think any of it us. It makes were. me miss the uh, the. It makes me miss Kevin Molino all that much more. And now yeah, look at him. Okay. And then and then when yeah. they um won and then what a week or two later Minnesota beat uh, what was it, Portland two nil in the Western Conference final. And then moved on to MLS Cup. Yeah, oh wait, no, they blew that. Lead. That's exactly. I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, yep. no, you had an alternate no, universe there. I wanted to, I wanted to roll that. the next game. Yeah, I forgot. I I wanted to roll that into because I figured before we get out of the soccer talk, we should at least bring up the fact that FC Cincinnati blew a two goal lead, uh, first half lead, <laughs> uh, just this past weekend uh, to Columbus, and Columbus mm-hmm. will be facing LAFC in the final. So. I mean, oh, well, can we talk about who's going to be in that game? I mean, yeah, think about who's Columbus. playing for Columbus. Yeah, we know. Mm. Superman. We know. Former. We already, I already. We should have on our squad still to this. I already. The, the Ramirez thing already popped up on the social media. Look at that. Let alone the fact that he scored the winning goal in extra time. Right. To add insult yeah. to injury to us. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Sat on how many benches in MLS? Went to Scott. What he was in Scotland for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then came he did back. okay. It's not. It's back. not. It's not like you know we traded him and he like was gangbusters after we let him. We traded him. You know, it's like he took him years to get back to where he's at now. Yeah. But right. you know, he had reasonable success at LA. I mean, it wasn't great, mm-hmm. but it was reasonable. It um, and it, I it's think like... he played well in Scotland. He started mm-hmm. not he getting as much opportunity, but um yeah. they they well, loved him there. Yeah, they really did love him at Aberdeen. People are treating people are treating us like David Ortiz for the twins. It's like, come on. Not yeah. the same. You know, you got you gotta make moves. You know, and obviously Adrian Heath didn't make like the guy. Make moves, you know? make moves, kind of thing. That's right. But you got to do oh, it. Yeah. No, and I mean, I mean and to be honest, I supported the move with the mm-hmm. expectation that they we're going to be complete idiots and actually bring someone mm-hmm. in. But yeah, with the expectation that for the next how many years we didn't have a competent striker, right? Well, because yeah. you do remember I mean, who we brought in for him? We brought in Angelo Rodriguez. After yeah. That. yeah 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 i remember trying to have you know when david and i did the emergency pod following that move i i remember trying to keep a cool head about the move but i mean it's always going to be a sore subject for most of this mm-hmm. fan base because you know speaking of original players you know he was pre mls he's he had been with the club for so long fan favorite obviously so it's it's always going to be a sore subject it will be there's not there's no changing that so there's it is there's a couple and there are Kevin a couple Molino. of there are a couple of people on social media who I know who I can see this in like, you know, 20 or 30 years talking to their grandkids about how great <laughs> Christian Ramirez was. Well, I remember and, this and, guy named Christian Ramirez. Actually, he was Superman. We called him Superman. Team. You know? and, and actually, it was, I think you, you brought up Molino just briefly, who was, who was also on Columbus. Like, Molino was a big reason for the 2020 success of this club yeah. and the run that yeah. they made. 
you know, and, and I, so that was, you know, granted when he went to Columbus, he didn't move to Columbus right after that, didn't he? Yeah. Right. after he that didn't, season. He, I think he was injured. Didn't have much of an impact for that club right. at that time, mm-hmm. right after the trade, but certainly that year. Well, that I think was he got a, hurt was actually. That, he did. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. And, uh, yeah. So, but it was definitely an eyebrow raising move to me to, to, to see what he was doing, you know, in the combination play and the attack for this club. And then all of a sudden for him to leave was, that was kind of a head scratcher for me at the time too. Yeah. So and it was, that was money related for that point. Molina yeah, was a little money cool. action. That's what has happened. Well, and, and the injury proneness. I, I mean, I supported that move because he, he was so injury prone. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one bad part about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. So before we get out of here, guys, one quick funny story for you has to do with a finger. Uh, customers who's uh, chopped, C H O P T, eatery chain over a salad she says contained a piece of a manager's finger. Yep. Hmm. This happened in Kentucky. Okay. Already, fact- already one question. How does she know mm-hmm. it's a manager? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's got a little tattoo on there. So I don't man says manager. I don't. It was recognizable uh, finger. Yeah, the fast casual chain chopped. I've never heard of chopped. Have you guys ever heard of chopped? No, I have not. Fast no. casual. Yeah, must be in the must be in like the mid south somewhere. She said it contained a piece of the manager's finger. Lawsuit filed. Uh, she bought a salad at chopped location in Mount Kisco, New York, on April seventh, two thousand twenty-three. And realized while eating it that she was chewing on a portion of a human finger that had oh, been mixed she into chewed it. Chewed on it and made part wow. of the salad. Now hold. Now here's the thing, and this is what gets me about this whole story. I eat salad like <laughs> every day. Are you not looking at what you're eating, or are you just like shoveling it in your face well, at this point? Most well, most of the time, most of the time you look, but you I mean, could be usually covered up you, by, a pe- by lettuce or something, spinach, you, whatever. You kind of chop into yeah, it. But, you cho- yeah, I, I'm yeah, a Tony. I don't get one. that. I mean, yeah, I you're you're not going to stick it a could fork happen. into a finger. You're gonna. Okay, I guess you are gonna notice something about the texture of what you're stabbing. And yes, being like, yes. That's and, not and salad. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. This sounds completely fake, anyways. The name of the restaurant is Chopped, and <laughs> clearly, somehow he chopped a piece of his finger off. Right, like, that's so true. Like, there's, how are you? There is according, irony here. There is according, irony. According to the suit, a manager at the restaurant accidentally severed a piece of her left finger, pointer finger, while chopping arugula. The manager went to the hospital, but the contaminated arugula was served to customers. Including this person, according to the lawsuit. Oh, okay. Now, geez. so what the now that so, is that's the crazy a part. You're off. How does you're everything not stop there? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we don't always fully we don't want to waste the arugula, <laughs> right? I, I fully support this lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, so do I. No, clearly, <laughs> yeah, clearly. they're almost has to be. Here's what they gets me right. Um, the person who is suing the place said that she had suffered injuries including shock uh, panic attacks migraine cognitive impairment nausea dizziness neck and shoulder pain as a result of eating the contaminated salad i buy all of that except for the neck and shoulder pain yeah Yeah. Uh, but then uh, hearing the neck and shoulder pain i wonder which finger was chopped off was it one with a lot of nerves or one with not so well, many uh, nerves? This is saying just the tip, a piece of her left pointer finger. So she, 
a little bit of it. Well, maybe then that maybe that's why, you know, and maybe this is whatever. So, but I the K the lawsuit, it must. Yeah. I mean, does the person the customer claim that they know it was the manager's finger, or does the oh no no lawsuit no. claim that? No. It was they, a they finger, claim. and they attached it to the fact that it was the manager. They claim, because they must have gone and talked to the manager, who said, well, I was chopping up arugula that okay. day and cut myself, and right. blah, blah, blah. And she's saying that. But here's the thing. We don't see anything else. I mean, it's easy to figure out. I mean, if the manager is missing a part of her index finger, then, well, that could possibly have happened. You know. So wait, did, then did this happen, like, did she chop her finger off and then a few days go by and then this then this finger ends up in a salad? Was this finger well, sitting I, there for a few days? I, 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 yeah, I I, there's yeah, some weird things happening here. I feel like it was it had to have been immediate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just putting it was putting two and two together. Like if you're eating the salad, you chew a finger. Yeah. You don't know it's the manager's finger until you learn that mm -hmm. the manager was taken to the hospital because they cut off mm -hmm. their finger. You know. But now here's yeah. the question: How is there not blood all over the salad? It's not it's just, it's the dressing. Once you once you once you spin it up in the dressing, you know, depending on if it was a vinaigrette, you know, you might not <laughs> vinaigrette. You might not notice the difference Dave has, between Dave has a lot of practice. Yeah. Dave's like you might not notice all about the blood. Some, some balsamic with some. With yeah, some well, was negative. it like some raspberry balsamic or something? That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's like if it's French, French is already red sauce. Oh, anyway. that's funny. true. There you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, but I, <laughs> there's a lot of questions I have about this story. Uh, <laughs> like, hmm. how do you not know you're eating a thing? How do you not like? Are we, are we yeah. talking a little bit here? Are we talking like a big? What are we talking about here? You know? Yeah. When they say tip, what like how much of the finger? Like, is it just yeah. the top knuckle or something, or yeah, or what? Yeah. I mean, we've heard now back in I remember back in the eighties and nineties there were rumors, you know, about fingers and people's burgers, and they always ended up being not true, right? Because yeah. it just wasn't possible. Uh, this is this is possible. But again, I, I just don't see how you chop a finger off and you don't go, oh shit, I chopped a finger off. We probably should shut down the station and look for where the piece of my finger went. Yeah. Right. And go to the hospital, you know? Yeah. How does this happen? Yeah. You shut down the I kitchen mean... and you close the restaurant mm -hmm. and send out a search party. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. That's why I fully support this lawsuit because yeah. so many health violations occurred. Yeah. That it's quite disturbing. I mean, honestly. This took place in New York. I mean, this sounds like something that would happen in Florida. Yeah, no, that's yeah. New York. That did not happen in Florida. This will not be part of the <laughs> did it happen in Florida game we play next week, potentially. Um Connor, you weren't here next week, if we know, or next not next podcast in two weeks. If we don't know what to talk about. We're gonna play a game called "Did It Happen in Florida," where I say the headline of a story, and you have to just figure out did it happen in Florida or not in Florida. Oh, so, yeah, that's interesting. Should be a yeah. game. 
It's not going to yeah. be about Alex. There's no going to be no Gators involved because we can't say you know. Oh damn it! Can't really talk about Gators. I for sure, I was going to win there. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that stuff. But no, this is uh, again. We'll see what happens with the lawsuit. Hopefully, there's. <laughs> I'll have to look it up again in a couple of months and see if there's anything going on. Yeah, with no it, kidding. Too many Christmas. Holy yeah. shit! So with that, that guys, one. yeah, fantastic. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? We covered a lot today. Yeah, we did for mm-hmm. early yeah. December. In the mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's crazy. Um, again, we will be recording in two weeks, not next week, but two weeks during this off season. Uh, the off season will be over before we all know it. So it's nice to have a little break here and there. Um, but, uh, yeah, if anything, if, if we do sign somebody big, we will have an emergency podcast or something like that, but I doubt that's going to happen because this team is rudderless right now as they say <laughs> that's an understatement really that's what it is yeah. um yeah so for myself tony for dave david and connor we'll talk to you guys in two weeks go, go packers go, oh, go packers shit. too go go packers okay <laughs> what